Hello everybody, doing another live Q&A today. If you're watching the replay, feel free to leave comments because I will start with your questions first on the video. Um, also, if you're watching on the uh, Chris Travels page, you'll need to head over to the Tiny Home Tours page to leave comments. Uh, but other than that, other than that little admin stuff, we will get started on the live Q&A. And I am going to put a link to the newsletter. My team and I have been working on a lot of projects. And hopefully my internet's working. There we go. We've been working on a lot of pro projects. And if you're interested in taking part in those projects, be sure to join the newsletter. But getting to the Q&A. Jessica Angel, this is a question that was left after the live video. Do you know how to hook up my solar to alternator? So what she means by that is your storage batteries um, for your tiny home can actually be hooked up to the alternator of your rig. Uh, it's kind of one of those backup plans for power. And what that does is it takes that current that's charging your car battery and then just brings it all the way back to your, your storage batteries. And that's really helpful if, one, you don't want to have a generator. It's essentially the engine of your vehicle is a generator. And two, if you're somewhere, say you're boondocking out in the middle of nowhere and it's been raining for two or three days and your solar starts to go low, you can just turn your car on, you know, your van, your school bus or whatever, you can turn that on, let it idle for a while and it will charge that system. So yes, we do that to our rigs. It's just that nice little extra backup plan. Uh, my bus doesn't have it. Uh, eventually I will get that on my bus. Um, I'm actually considering adding a secondary alternator to do that just so that alternator itself charges the, the house batteries. So that is something you can do. And again, if you don't want to spend thousands of dollars on a generator, just run that to your house batteries and obviously have a professional install it if you don't know how to do it. Um, Maureen, Chris, who won the gutted event? I can't tell you. I am contractually obligated not to tell you who won the event. For those that don't know, the gutted event was an event my team and I participated in where we built a mini school bus in five days out in the middle of the desert. And it was a super awesome, fun competition had a great time hopefully we will compete again going through these questions and if you're watching this now and you have any questions about tiny home living whether it be you know traditional tiny home camper vans or digital nomad life you know making money on the road be sure to leave them in the comments and I will get to that Pauline hi I was wondering if solar panels get damaged by cold weather hell etc so Pauline Solar panels are actually very rugged. Um, you know, it takes some pretty heavy-duty hail to damage a solar panel. And for me to clean the solar panels on the roof, I actually lay down and slide on my panels, uh, you know, with, with the towel after I clean it, and then I'll slide down and keep cleaning. Uh, and I weigh 180 pounds, and they're able to hold me. Of course, I'm not stepping on them. I'm laying down and sliding on them. But solar panels are very robust. I would not uh, worry about that. Uh, Joanna, have you built a 10 by 20 container home? So 
Joanna, we are actually looking at buying land now, and I absolutely plan on having a container building out there. I want to get a 40-foot container and then stack a 20-foot container up top. So the 40-foot container will be like a studio. It'll have all the camera gear, have a podcast studio in there, and have the 20-foot container up top as living quarters. Uh, that's my plan once we buy land. Um, going through these other questions... And if you are watching and you have any questions, be sure to leave it in the comments. Just going through these older ones. And that's all the questions from last time. So, other than that, I'm just chilling here, drinking my caffeinated soda water because I'm about to go work out. So, let me think. What's a topic about tiny home living that we can cover while I wait for questions to come in? Uh, more recently, uh, we are scaling up the business. We're looking for someone that's a seamstress, someone that can list items for sale on eBay for us, and also um, go through everybody at the shop, make sure they have what they need. And we picked this up at an auction yesterday. It's a heavy duty sewing machine, so we can do all our curtains and cushions and all the custom fabric that we need at the shop so we have that then we have a heavy-duty singer and we have two sewing tables just so we can do all that in-house and Hendry hello from Bali thanks for joining but we are going to be basically a one-stop shop for a bunch of tiny home builds and if we buy the land, we want to build bigger buses here, take them out to the land, and let people rent them nightly. So if you're watching, I'm curious. Um, have you ever stayed in a tiny house Airbnb? And is that something that you're, you'd be interested in doing? Because we're just kind of testing the market right now, uh, seeing if it's something we want to do. We're kind of looking at land near Durango, Colorado. You know, kind of in the middle of the country. You get all four seasons. It's a cool little town. It's about 20 minutes outside of Durango. Tom Parker, we are located in Wichita, Kansas. That's where the school bus conversion shop is anyways. But yeah, I'd love to know all your thoughts on uh, staying in tiny homes, Airbnb, and if you've done that. And also if you've ever used websites like Outdoorsy.com that allows you to rent camper vans and RVs nightly. Don, Durango and Pagosa Springs are nice. Yes, I have never been, but uh, Allison, part of my admin team, uh, she loves it there. She wants to stay around there. So we are currently looking around the Durango area and she would manage a little tiny home vi village. Uh, Marilyn, just started looking into tiny homes. Toilets are my concern. Which ones are the best to use, especially with cleanup? So I personally use a Nature's Head composting toilet. Let me get you a link. Uh, I've had it for three years now, and I really do love it. Um, in terms of cleanup, it takes about... 10 minutes to clean the solids and that 
I have to change that about once every month, month and a half. The urine diverter in the composting toilet in the nature's head, um, it does come with a jug that's like 1.3 gallons, I believe. Uh, but what I did is I just routed the urine down to the gray tank so I didn't have to keep changing that because you'd be surprised how quickly your urine container fills up. Uh, so I just have a 40 gallon tank underneath the bus that, you know, holds that rather than just continuously cleaning out the urine of the, uh, of the composting toilet. But it's really not that big of a deal, especially once you get used to using it. It is a bit strange for the first couple days, but once you get used to it, it's, it's no factor. You don't even notice you're using a composting toilet. And the biggest thing for me is actually realizing how much water is wasted in normal toilets when I visit friends house or if I go visit family like just that one to two gallons of water per flush like me and my dog live on one to two gallons of water a day you know with with our drinking water and cooking and all that like doing dishes so it's crazy that each flush is what it takes me to live in my school bus because you don't flush composting toilets obviously uh, so I would not worry about that at all. Don Hot Springs. I, 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 I'm guessing there's hot springs up there. I really want to check it out, but uh, maybe this fall as I'm heading down to Arizona, I'll stop by Durango and check it out for the first time. Uh, but there's, there's a big plot of land we're kind of looking at right now. Leanne, what is an Airbnb? Airbnb. I'll send you a link. is an online marketplace where people allow you to stay in their home or stay in one of their rental properties. You just pay a nightly fee so you can go and travel places instead of staying at a hotel or whatever. Um, it's a place that you can, uh, it's, it's basically a bunch of different options around the area you're looking to travel to. Um, Mona, are there any Airbnb for handicapped persons? Absolutely. Yeah, um, Mona, I just uh, linked uh, Airbnb down there be sure to give the website a look and I, I, I believe you can filter out for uh, handicapped persons accessibility on Airbnb but let me know if any of you have actually stayed in a tiny home Airbnb or if that's something that you would be interested in because we're planning on having traditional tiny homes school buses yurts and then having uh, like mini buses that you can drive and rent uh, there as well and potentially a couple ambulances that have been converted as well um, so I'd love to know if that's something that you guys would be interested in Missy how's it going Missy how exciting you have to keep us updated I've thought about tiny home community but leaning to van li van life for now yep get on the road do some exploring um, and check it out and then once you find a place you really like, then maybe bring your traditional tiny home that just sits in one spot there. Mona, you're welcome. Missy, by the way, Tiny Fest in Austin was awesome. Yeah, my videographer Brad was there. Curious if you met him there or not. He was running around filming a little bit. Marshawn, can you send information for a company to build my conversion? So, Marshawn, it really depends on what type of conversion you're looking to do. Um, I know people that do vans, I know people that do school buses, I know people that do traditional tiny homes. So 
be sure to write in the comments what type of conversion you're looking to do and I can do a better job of pointing you in the right direction. We've, uh, we do mini bus conversions here. The big buses right now is just too much for, for one build, but if we end up buying that land, we will be building our own larger tiny homes. Uh, Marshawn, short bus, please. Let me, I don't know if I have an Instagram link, but we are currently building mini bus conversions that we do a roof raise on. We put an elevator bed in the back. Um, let me see if I can find a post for you so you can see what we're doing here. Yeah, all right, give me a second. Copy link, bear with me everybody. There you go. That's my personal Instagram as well. Uh, but check out that post. Uh, that is the one, if you're hearing woodworking in the background, that is my carpenter working on that bus. Uh, but it's nearly done. But we do a roof raise on a mini bus. It's an E450 with a 7.3. Uh, we put an elevator bed in the back, has a shower, toilet, fridge, all that fun stuff. Um, Brian. Brian. Hello, how do I get started on a tiny home with shipping containers? Uh, Brian, I would check out uh, YouTube. There's tons of great channels out there where people are converting um, container homes. Like I said, I, I, I don't have any experience with it yet, but it's something that I absolutely plan on doing. Uh, Lisa, how much it costs for bus starts? Um, we'll probably be selling that roof raised bus. I mean, we have to get it painted. Um, have to get the solar installed. It's going to have Battleborn lithium batteries, uh, Victron components. It's going to be, you know, a really nice build. So that will probably go for 80 to 85, I'm guessing. And we haven't even tested the market. We're just going to throw it up and see if see what it sells for. But time will tell. You never know. See what the market does. But we're coming up to 15 minutes now. Got about five more minutes before I go work out and continue getting my work done for the day. And if you did watch that Instagram video, I'm curious your thoughts. If that is something that you would be interested in living in, what you think of the design. I think it's a pretty cool design, but I'm a little partial to it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's such a cool little project doing a roof raise on these buses. Other than that, what else with tiny home stuff that we're we're up to? I mean, we're staying super busy, for sure. Working on the course, converting these mini buses into tiny homes, trying to find a seamstress to do all our cushions and everything. And there will be a solar installer coming in about two weeks to install a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, solar kits in our rigs. Uh, that way they're ready to go, ready to hit the road, and we'll just go from there. So if you have any questions, be sure to leave it in the, uh, in the comments. Otherwise, if there are no other questions, I'm going to 
continue with my day and get some work done. We'll give it another minute, see if anybody has any questions come in. Have a pocket full of quarters. Laundry day. That's something we can talk about. Um, a lot of people, when they get into tiny home living and uh, you know they're just transitioning into it, they believe they need a washer and dryer. Uh, but from my experience and everybody that I talk to that is doing the full-time digital nomad lifestyle, so that's like a school bus or a camper van and they're traveling around, it's really not worth it. Like, honestly, just going to laundromats is not that difficult. Um, I actually enjoy it. Just kind of sit back and relax a little bit or go explore the local area wherever I'm at. So I'll just park the rig um, near the laundromat, go get my laundry done, and then just walk the dog around. However, if you have a traditional tiny home and you have the water hookups and you have the power hookups, it's really not that big of a deal to have a washer and dryer where when you're on the road, it does take a considerable amount of water and it also takes a decent amount of power. So it's just really not worth it. It's just as easy to go to a local laundromat. But Kate, hi, New York in the house. Thanks for joining, Kate. But I'm going to jump off here get a workout in and continue working for the rest of the day. But thanks for joining everybody and we will probably catch you